the R9 fringe, Pizzagate, the special one, and so much more. Welcome to Naughty Footy, a celebration of our favourite decade of football. Episode 17 of the Naughty Footy Podcast. I thought we just said 18. Yeah, I thought it was 18. Thought, <laughs> we, just, we, we, we just asked for we press play. I literally thought we said 17. It's an 18. Oh, bro. cool. Welcome to episode 18 of the Naughty Footy Podcast. Jeez. We're keeping that in. Um, so today we're going to be discussing how English teams... Well, let's, let's give a bit of context first. So obviously this week um, we now have... Is it three English teams Four. in European semi-finals? Who Four. am I missing? Arsenal, Arsenal Chelsea... Man United, United. Uh, City. <laughs> so we've got four teams in, in the semi-finals in the European club competitions. So we're going to discuss how English teams fared in European semi-finals in the noughties. Um That's coincidental, by the way. It's just the fact that all the English teams made it to, to the semis. So. Yeah, they've done well. Yeah. All the English teams to make it to the semis um, in the noughties did find... <laughs> I can't hear <laughs> uh, Come on, come on, get through it, get through it. This is this is this is the worst one. That's the thing. This is the worst part. I, I already know what the ratings are going to be like. But this is the one I've had the least amount of prep. You're making it worse by watching it beforehand. You know. Uh, all English teams to make it to the semis found that they had a hard one. Hard one. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh dear. Semi hard on. Come on, man. <laughs> that, that's that's shocker, bro. That's a shocker. Yeah. So, what are you rating that out of ten? We didn't have a lot of preparation, but I'm still going to give you a, a 0.5. That's better than a zero. What are you giving me? At least a one. I, I'll give you a one. Let's just do a one. All right, a hard thank one. You, thank you. Cool. Um, yeah. So, how's the man then been? Yeah, I've been all right. Been all right. So things are open up, but like. I ain't really done nothing yet. I need to. I need to get out there. You haven't been to the pub yet, or anything like that? Ah, oh, nothing, nothing. Nothing for a to be here. I've, I've been playing for football open slightly earlier, didn't it? But you've been to the pub, haven't you, Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just decent just to get back and just do things, break up that monotony. But yeah, like this is the first weekend since mm. we've been out properly, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in pods, in pods, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. When you ask us how we've been. We had to say more than just, oh yeah, just working, just uh, say more shit. So <laughs> yeah, but I do, I miss the spontaneity. Do you know what I mean? Big fan. Like you got, like I'm not the sort of type to book things up in advance and, and, and all that. I want to just be going, like, let's go pub, like let's do this. Yeah, I'm hearing like things are booked up for weeks and that. I'm not on, mm. I'm just months. trying to walk past somewhere and just go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Um, cool. So given this week's topic, let's firstly just spend a very brief moment discussing the fate of the English teams in this year's European competitions. So City obviously got through with Dortmund and that was kind of overshadowed by the good performances of the, well, in particular, the two young English boys, Bellingham and Foden. Um, what are your hopes for them? Is Foden, is Foden, like, is he the truth? Foden's is he the second super, coming of Jesus? Foden's he's, a superstar, man. Superstar. Yeah, he's, the man. He's, a, he's the real deal. Like, I, I don't think... People talk about Gascoigne. We, we were all probably too young to really appreciate Gascoigne. Mm. But I think Foden's got to be next up in that kind of category as Agree. probably the best English player. All right, all right, Rooney's in. Sorry, Rooney. How could I just miss out Rooney? But Foden, yeah. Yeah. Real deal. Yeah, it's just exciting. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think for Foden, um, 
one thing you look at and you say has really worked in England's favour is the Euros being delayed by a year. Because even we, we've always known that the guys had the minerals for, for however long, but lack of minutes, whatever, Pep, you know, managing his time. And to be fair, he's had a lot of critics for that, and me included, and he's, he's actually managed it quite well. I can say that, but... I've got the receipts. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for him to be, you know, this time, if the Euros this time last year, we'd be talking about, you know, is, has Foden done enough to make it into the squad? Now we're just talking about where he's going to be playing when he's starting. We just yeah. know he's going to turn up and do the business. And um, yeah, exciting as an England fan. Bellingham. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Bellingham. It's just like to to do what he's done since that move from from Birmingham. Yeah, I think they now I get now I get why they retired. Now I get it. The, the guy, <laughs> Still don't get it. <laughs> seven, 17 and to be doing the bits he's doing. Like, um, wait, w- would you take him to the Euros this 100%. year? Hundred percent. Would you? Who, I, I, honestly, I would start him. I'm not even joking because he's the only natural box to box in the whole um, in the whole England squad. I don't want to see no two sixes, Phillips and Henderson or Rice or whatever. I want to see someone who's going to get up and down, create chances, and do the defensive work as well. That's what Bellingham does. And got an eye for goal. And he's got an eye for goal. For That's real. what I want to see. Bellingham should be starting. He has to go. We we because who, who else is going to go in his place? Calvin Phillips. Are you mad? <laughs> James Will Prowse. Come on, we, we need to as as. As, as England, we need to be starting playing ballers, not just people who's going to give you a six out of ten every week. No, that's how we're going to win tournaments. We have to. I agree. I agree. And then just to touch on, so obviously United and Arsenal, Europa League, didn't play great opposition. I know there was quite a fair bit of pressure on Arsenal to deliver um, what was yesterday. But for me personally, it was never in doubt that we're going to beat, and we should, we should be beating Slavia Prague relatively easily. And then obviously Chelsea have had a bit of a weird run. Um, quite a fortunate draw. I'd say. I'd say you've had... Who did you have in the last 16 again? Uh, Fletcher Madrid. That was, that was quite a tough game. Too, no, I think... Even though uh, they've been on the down curve, but... Yeah. Yeah, you played them at the right time, yeah. put it yeah. that way. But obviously... Well, they, were, they, were, they, were top, they were top of the league. Uh, do you know what I mean? I, I think the Atletico they, game... They were, they were top by like... I think they were ahead of Real Madrid by about 12 points. And now it's like level. <laughs> I think Real Madrid... St- might still, I've, I've, no, I'm not, I'm not taking anything for, away for from For a last 16 tie as well, when you when you look at some of the other teams are in there... You know, City have Munchen Gladbach and all, and, all, and all this. You know what I mean? Who would you rather have, Munchen Gladbach or Atletico Madrid? Um, the thing that went in Chelsea's favour, I suppose, was the obviously they, they draw the quarters and the semis at the same time. Yeah. And Chelsea won the <laughs> other half of the draw to uh, Bayern Munich, PSG and Man City. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously had Porto uh, in the in the quarters who who we turned over. I mean. But you know, it that wasn't it wasn't a fucking walkover. They they just dumped um Juve out with probably the performance of the of the last sixteen. Uh Ronaldo and what, what we know he he does his pedigree is in the Champions League. And then now Chelsea um have got a difficult semi final against Real Madrid who they've had a bit of a weird kind of eighteen months, but they're 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 sort of resurgent again and, and they're they're starting to, to turn the screw in the business end of the season. So, you know, it's not it's not We'll see what happens. We will. Chelsea won't win it, but we'll see. Um, say, say that again. Please say, <laughs> play this, no, say that. that I've, I've said it on record. I've said it on the WhatsApp chats. I'm setting it here on record. Chelsea are not going to win the Champions League this year. Shaz, is it? Cool. Back into the, guess, the only decade. <laughs> back to the only decade that actually matters. So the noughties. So let's start with Chelsea then. Um, so. Obviously, Chelsea playing Real Madrid in this year's Champions League semi-final. And, and we talked earlier, and Chelsea, I think to many people's surprise, given how well Chelsea did post Abramovich and Real Madrid's obvious European pedigree, they never actually met once. Um, 
When was the last time they actually played each other? It was 98, the uh, UEFA Super Cup, which interestingly enough, I didn't realise until today, um, was played between the cup winners, cup winners, yeah, cup winners, cup winners, and um, the Champions League winners rather than UEFA Cup winners and the Champions League winners. So, mm. um, yeah, so Chelsea won that 1-0. Um, but yeah, no no meetings in the, in the noughties, which is fairly strange to be honest. I, I always used to think it was strange that we never played them yeah. um, up until we played them and it was only once. So, yeah. And yeah, really. N- none in the tens, really, are there? I know none, they played that friendly. Really? So yeah. weird. So yeah. weird. Like, um, that we've never drawn. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't played him in a, in a competitive game for 25 years. Mm. Uh, and to think the other teams that you played repeatedly. Oh, like yeah, yeah. We, we, Barcelona. We, we had Barcelona, I think, three or four years in, yeah, on Bayern. the trot in, yeah. in the Champions League. Played Bayern a few times. We always used to get Liverpool. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just really weird that we never, ever played Real Madrid. And it's like... Um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's just ironic, and it's just like sod's law or whatever you want to call it that, that we finally we finally draw, you know that's that's what you wanted to, to go as, yeah, as a fan that's been places you want to go to the burnabout you want you want you want to go to these types of games live it up and it's and it's when we're in the middle of well coming out or whatever we want to call it of of, of a lockdown so yeah really weird that we, we we never have drawn Madrid up to this point I'm sure the Madrid lot are desperate to go to Stamford Bridge too yeah you'd think so mate they they <laughs> they're, they're missing out of that chance so. Yeah, but then obviously that's how it appears to us on face value. But when we analyse it a bit more deeply and we look at how Real Madrid fared in Europe post, when did they win it? Was that o o two? They beat Leverkusen. Was that Zidane volley? Was that o two? Yeah, that was o two. O two. Yeah. Um, and their success in the tournament from that point on was was pretty poor. Like, yeah, so I think they won it what two thousand and two thousand and two. Mm. Um, I think the two thousand one. Was uh, against Valencia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Two thousand and two was by Leverkusen, <clears throat> and after that, I think two thousand and three, they, I think they got to the semis because I'm. That's when Ronaldo that? scored that hat trick at Old Trafford, and yeah. um, I think was that the quarter final or last sixteen? I can't remember. But then quarters. after, the, was it quarters? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Who did they lose to in the semis? Was that AC Milan? Yeah, it must. It was either Milan or, or Juventus. Juventus yeah. yeah. And um, after that, I don't think they qualified. For the last eight, for the rest of the decade, it, mm. it was a. Well, they had, yeah, they had this, <coughs> they had this crazy run, um, of, uh, losing in the last sixteen, on I think five, six years in a row. To be fair, to so, I think some of the teams, uh, maybe there was Leon one year, but I yeah, think, so I, think I really, a lot I, of the teams so, were quite good. Yeah, you, you, they lost Leon two. were champions like Perhaps, every yeah, year yeah, at that yeah. point. Juve, Arsenal, Bayern, Roma, Liverpool. Leon. Yeah. I'm wondering what what were they doing in the group state? Were they finishing second? I wonder because they they in a yeah. lot of those cases they've they've got the team that's reached the semi at least the semi final. Yeah, year. true. I know they 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 changed the format from the from the two group stages to to that. the one. So I don't know if that affected them. The other thing, look, just looking at it all, kind of crunching it was that they they only won one away game in the Champions League in the whole of the noughties. Which you, you just oh, look you crazy. just look at that and. You, and you think, yes, but, you know, and things like the away goals rule, they just kind of set themselves up for it, maybe, or they didn't have the luck, whatever, it, whatever it might be. But strange for a team who obviously had so much, who had and have so much pedigree yeah. in the, in the European Cup. And Chelsea were obviously on the opposite trajectory. Um, you know, two thousand and four semi final, two thousand and five was it semi final again or quarter final? Uh, two, yeah, so two thousand, yeah, two thousand and four semi, two thousand and five. Semi, 2007, semi, 2008, semi, 2009, semi, like we were... No, 2008, final. Final. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 2008 get to the final as well, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that that explains it, really. I did see a stat recently. I think Chelsea had reached the most semi-finals in the last 
X years or something like that. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I think yeah, Chelsea have the most semis of any English club in the Champions League, which is okay. English club, which is all right, but you know you want to be you want to you want to have the most trophies. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so yeah, two clubs on different trajectories, and we mentioned so we haven't drilled absent basically until they signed Ronaldo. That seemed to change their fortunes. Yeah, com- com- Mr. Clutch. Yeah, exactly, and he 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 came in, and even sort of think, the tide started to turn a little bit. Um, Mourinho broke that uh, that duck of um, not getting past the the last sixteen. He he got them to. Um, to the quarters in the year that he, he came in, and then yeah, when when Ronaldo arrived, their fortune started to to change, and yeah, I think the the back end um, of the noughties just being not having good fortune, and then they obviously had that crazy run um, in recent years of getting to finals and, and winning the trophy, can, uh, you know, over and over again. Okay, so that's Chelsea Real Madrid. So on to the other. Champions League semi-final Paris Saint-Germain versus Man City briefly what are your predictions for that one briefly um, it's, it's gonna. it just depends really I, I think it depends on fitness it depends on what's happening in, in the leagues because PSG are second at the moment Man City can literally rest players every game yeah. Um, but yeah on the counter-attack PSG are deadly whether they can break teams down I, I don't know obviously I don't watch uh, week in week out I, I think I'm going to go Man City you know okay. <sighs> I'm not going to sit on the fence if you ask me. I've, I've, if I had to bet, I'd, I'd bet on PSG. I think it would be really tight. I think there could be a lot of goals in it and almost it could be nicked by the odd away goal. And I think I've never been a fan of the away goals rule. I think this season shows it even more. And it's just kind of luck of the draw, kind of like it was against Bayern. Both teams have scored three goals in 180 minutes. Yeah. It just happens that PSG managed to score score more when they're away from home. And then it could just be, you know, decided by, by something like that. But... Um, as good as Man City are, centre forwards, they just, I don't rate Gabriel Jesus. Um, yeah, but Pep don't, he, he plays the Bruyne a false nine. He I know, I know, I, I know that, but I, I, never, I, I think sometimes in European competition, you just need someone who's going to take the game by the scruff of the neck, be your... A bit like s- Spain in the Euros when they won it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, De Bruyne I'm does that. Devil's advocate. De Bruyne does that for me. I mean... So, the, point, yeah. the point I'm starting to make, I, I, I can see PSG getting through because of something that Mbappe does when there's 20 minutes to go in the tie. And I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, no, I think I agree. I think I thought I had a hunch about PSG. I, I, thought, I know Bayern didn't have Lewandowski, but I thought they'd get past Bayern. I just think, and funnily enough, I do agree tactically with Pep. I, I don't, I just don't, I don't think they've been amazing this year, Man City. No, it's just the, the fact that they've been able to rotate their team in a season where you've got a packed fixture list and yeah. you've got, you can swap in 50 million pound players for other 50 million pound players. Of course, you're going to do well. I think I think I think PSG will prioritize the Champions League, regardless of how they're doing domestically. Like, it's not that's not their main test. That's not their holy grail. You know what I mean? They, they so even even though I know they're fighting on the domestic front, I think they'll put every single piece of their heart and soul into into trying to do it in the Champions League. That they obviously got to the final last season, and they want to go and get one better this season. They'll that you know the, the morale for them beating the team. That 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 stopped them at the final hurdle last year. I think they'll just they'll go, they'll go for it and they will they'll just come out and the form Mbappe's on. I just think that they might they might have a little bit too much. Okay, so going back to so these two teams actually faced each other in the noughties, didn't they? 
They did, and um, it was the old, you know, when they used to have like five teams in a group, and then yeah. sometimes you'd play like a team once, and that format was ridiculous when you think about it. Like, you, you, because if you, if you, I don't even know how they drew that. So, what did P, like, because PSG played away, didn't they? And City played at home. Like, how, how do you determine who's home, who's away? Um, I'm so glad that they, they brought in that Europa League uh, format because it was just, it was just very strange, but yeah, uh, City played um, PSG, and I think it just shows where both clubs were at the time. They were sort of on the up. I know PSG have had some sort of European pedigree prior to that in the Cup Winners' Cup and all of that kind of stuff. I think we even played them in the Cup Winners' Cup, didn't we? In '95, um, we beat them. We beat them, yeah. And um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so the, you know the game, the game finished nil nil. Um, board draw at the Etihad on a December, December Wednesday what? night. <laughs> it was December third. Do you know what was number one in the charts on that day? <laughs> what year? What year? Third of December oh eight. G- give me a uh, uh, genre. Um, American woman. Like, I don't know, it's like it, it's quite a poppy song, but she's like she's done pop. She's done R and B. It's not pink, is it? No. God, Pink used to be R and B. She came up like R and B, but this song's a bit poppy, I'd say. Black Rihanna, no, black, yeah, black American woman. She Beyonce, yeah. What a song? Hey, look. <laughs> Single ladies. Yeah. Uh, I know it's some bait one, isn't it? <laughs> it's one. It's one slagging off men. Run the world? Helps. Oh, if I were a boy. Yeah, if I were a boy. Slag, boy. Slagging off men, you know. <laughs> jokes. Um, cool. What were the lineups like for that game? Because they were like, some of the players, yes. like, looking back on it. Do you know what? It's actually quite funny because I'll start with PSG because there's a lot of, I, I hate to call them has-beens, but yeah. Makelele was in that side. Mataya Keshman, who was obviously... At, yeah, at the so, end of their careers. Yeah, so t- both men Ch- were both at... Kesman. Yeah, Chelsea, really. And um, and then you've got Ludovic Juli, who was on the bench as well, who who used to play for Barcelona. And, and prior to that, he used to play for Monaco, Monaco. as well. Who, yeah. They got to the Champions League final in 2004, as did Jerome Rotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he used to play Ola. for, uh, for uh, Monaco, didn't he? He used to bang him out on Pro Evo. Yeah, yeah, he was decent on there, wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, Luyen Dula as well. He was, he was, I used to rate him at the time, but know what happened to him to be honest and Mohamedou Sako who later played for for Liverpool so mm. was I he captain he was, then you know remember he was captain he captain PSG at like such stupid like 17 oh really yeah I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not sure to be honest he was captain um, those days and then if you look at the the <laughs> city lineups Joe Hart in goal obviously a few years later won the league with them Zabaleta who also scored the day that they won the league uh, Richard Dunn, the most the <laughs> scorer, the, the OG, OG. Goals. Someone, get, someone, um, someone um, gave that to us as an idea, didn't they? Yeah, as a, as a pod to do yeah. on goals, and um, Richard Dunn was definitely uh, one. Vincent Company was in the side as well. I think he was playing midfield that day, um, which which he started off as a, a midfielder at City. Uh, Stephen Island, who was quite good, he used to ball out. Elano, remember his free Steve, kicks. Stephen <laughs> Island, didn't he? Uh, his grand used to die every time that he didn't want to do international duty. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> that was that, I, I, think, I, think, I think the Irish FA seriously clocked that there's something fishy going on when for, yeah, the, third, for the third time he said that his grandma died because he didn't want to go to You could definitely duty. have three grandmas, no? 
Like one on each side of the family and a step, step one. Grandma. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, didn't, didn't think of that one. Maybe. And uh, Stephen. On the bench, uh, interestingly enough, Dietmar Harman, who's obviously a, a Liverpool man, and Ched Evans came on. <laughs> <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, yeah, no, what's I've, what I find quite interesting about that City squad is a lot of those players that I think became club legends, I'd say. I mean, it depends on how much you appreciate them. I did. I read something really good about Zabaleta actually recently in the Manchester Evening News. And it was about how he was quite underappreciated. But people have looked back on his career at City and he did sick things. And, and that goal you spoke about when they won the league against QPR is often forgotten. But that was really the goal that got them back into that game. Mm. Apparently, he just used to go to the pub as well and just like buy rounds regularly. Do you hear him speak now? He sounds like he kind sounds of like Mancunian. Yeah, 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 I rate yeah, that. I rate yeah. that. But you need that though when 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 play when when teams have these big revamps and they want to you know go from being also runs to challenging for these big big competitions. You know, it's all about these marquee signings. Um, you know, these playmakers, these forwards that are gonna you know, hoping they're gonna score you thirty goals a season. But you need these players you're going to just dig in and do the hard graft but with that higher bit of quality and he's he's one of them players really you know you've had it similarly with with, the, with, with other teams who've tried to do similar things um but they're, they're the important ones as well who just you know happy to to go under the radar a little bit and before we move on so funnily enough the year before so in 08 that same year they played each other city hosted or the etihad or, or city of manchester stadium um as, it, as it's formally called hosted the UEFA cup final and both clubs only reached the quarterfinals that year. I can't remember who won the 08. Was that the Rangers? Zenit, Zenit yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which we discussed on the previous pod. Go check that, go check that. Check it out. Um, but yeah. And and also just to mention as well, City, they both qualified from that group, City and PSG. Mm. City finished top with seven points. Yeah. And Paris Saint-Germain finished third with five points. You'll never guess who finished second. <laughs> Uh, but I think it was Steve McLaren who was managing them at the FC time. FC Twenty. It was FC Twenty. So yeah. That might be the year he won the league with them. Steve, when he, when he, when he did his, uh, his Dutch accent. <laughs> <laughs> we play Arsenal. After oh, you know Arsenal, they're a good side. We played them in Europe. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's the year he won the league in 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 Holland. Yeah, them. he did a good job there. Yeah, he did, did a good job. job. Cool. Um, so on to the Europa League. So let's start with Manchester United so we can end on, on a high with Arsenal. End on a high with the with Arsenal playing on the Thursday. So that's, that seats you right down to the ground. SNM. <laughs> so um, all right, So Man United obviously play in Roma in this year's Europa League. I can't remember. I think their score was 1 1. So they. I think yesterday they won the home. I think they drew the one at home, one one. Yeah, it was and one. Beat Ajax yeah, away. It was one all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they quite they played quite a few times in the noughties, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, I think they played six times. Yeah, it was six times in total, but it was over the course of two seasons. So mm. in 06, 07, they drew each other in the quarterfinal stage of the Champions League. No one ever really remembers the first leg because of what happened in the second leg. But um, Roma actually won the game two goals to one. Yeah, it started off with Paul Scholes getting sent off after about half an hour. Totti's just skipping past him, um, and Scholes brings him down. That's his second yellow. Yeah, I don't actually. I can't recall or. Scholes getting shown up by a real one club legend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, could, I, I couldn't find what Scholes did for the first one. But yeah, the second one was definitely a yellow. It was cynical. But United played well, I think, in that game either way. I think they were just so superior to Roma that it was just like they still created chances all throughout the game. But uh, Roma were able to grab a goal. I feel like today, I know, I think we've, we've mentioned this on previous pods, but I don't know 
what's changed in football to, to result in this. But nowadays, I, I don't think you'd survive with 10 men against like a half-decent European side. I don't know, but I don't agree. From what, I, from what I've been observing, you go down to 10 men now in most cases and you just get destroyed. I don't know. I, 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 I don't I'd really disagree with that, actually. Because Have I, you got I, use I, cases? What's that? Have you got any specific like cases? Uh, well, yeah, it depends how, you, 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 how far you'd cover the present. But I when, feel clubs used Chelsea, to fare better. Put it this way, when, when Chelsea played PSG in... Oh, I want to say 2016, something like that. Know, Ibrahimovic got sent off yeah. at the bridge. And we just couldn't pick them off. Um, Didn't they? Did they beat you? Did they go through? Luis they went through. It, they yeah. went through. Yeah, it was it was, actually, yeah, a, it was two all in the yeah, night. Two, yeah, yeah. Um, and they and they went through. I, I think these days, teams just um, tactically. Every I think every player understands tactics a bit a bit better. I think I think back in the day, um, obviously you know defenders, midfielders definitely would, would, would get it, but you'd, you'd have those sort of players who you'd give a free role and would, would sort of be able to do whatever. These days, every player has to understand the system. Every player has to understand the shape. They do all these yeah. million drills in training. And, and I think that under the right kind of manager, you can say, right, we're going to manage this game with, with, with 10 players on the pitch um, and sort of tuck in and, and be resolute. So, Do you know what? I, even I'll go as far as saying that defensively, you can still probably get a result but I think back in the day they were more likely to win games just because they used to try and score more goals who just teams that went down to 10 men yeah I agree with that because like even Arsenal that's my that's my point though oh is that what yeah yeah yeah, sorry I I missed that completely yeah I I think now when you go down to 10 men you seem a lot less likely to get something out the game than before well it depends what you you define as a result yeah you're not a win sorry okay fine but in the context of this United took a 2-1 away defeat that is pretty oh, much yeah that's you, good you, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. that's no, in the context I was saying it because he said they created a lot of chances like they still they still did yeah. fairly well yeah cause, and, and even if you look at the highlights and stuff um, Gabriel Heinz's a lot of the chances came from his side he was playing left back that day hmm. um, and there was like loads of crosses coming in I think Mancini he had the sauce Mancini was no Heinz had the sauce Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's your best pun so far. Yeah, that is your best. That's pun your so best. Pun. Pun. Let's rate that one. I'm gonna go with five. Uh, I'll take that. This can replace the other one. I get that. I get that. Fifty-seven. <laughs> I rate that. I rate people that people would be lost on that. But I rate that. Yeah, people. People are scratching their heads right now. Look, look at a Heinz ketchup bottle, people. Um, but yeah, um, even their goals, it came from a wide position and uh, a cross came in. Tade had a shot, left foot shot. I think he got deflected, went past Van der Sar. But then Man United came back into the game, really scored. It was a nice goal, actually. Do you, do, remember, do you remember the goal where he, he kind of takes a touch, feints to shoot, the player yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. skips past the man and then buries it. Tells it yeah. um, but And then in the end, I think... Uh, uh, Roma won the game from from Vucinic again. It was Mancini with the assist, I think. But yeah, and even after that, United could have scored again. But the away goal was was key, obviously going into the second leg. But I guess it wasn't that key because Man United did a madness. They banged them. Yeah, and then but I, I was peak English clubs um, in Europe. We just used to. Wasn't it like three, was it three years in a row? We got like I know. Well, didn't we beat we beat Slavia Prague? I think it was at seven nil, and then yeah, the next yeah, day, like yeah. Liverpool won. Yeah, a couple of weeks yeah, later, yeah. They, they beat Besiktas eight nil. We used to batter teams in that era. Yeah, but but on that day, away away from the pitch, it got a bit tasty, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah. What, so. What it, but it just massively kicked off. United fans are involved. Roma fans are involved. 
uh, and the Italian the Italian police were involved. And as you saw a lot uh, <coughs> through that time, you just had this thing with the the police kind of making situations worse rather than rather than making them better. I know there was. Spurs Spurs fans got their fucking heads kicked in in Seville, didn't they, by the yeah. old Bill? And the situation in in Roma. So I kind of, I guess, anticipating a bit of trouble or potential trouble. Um, the Man United and Roma fans were, were separated by a big, huge piece of like perspex, like going up to the ceiling. Um, but there, but then there were riot police there. But the riot police were only in the uh, in the away end of the United with the United fans. So I think after one of the goals, uh, Roma started pelting missiles over at the United fans who obviously are getting rowdy and trying to stir things up and go back. This sort of animosity, it's just caused the the riot police to react. And then even to this day, accounts kind of differ and there are multiple accusations, claims and counterclaims, but apparently mm. the, 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 the riot police were just kicking the shit out of Man United fans indiscriminately. So <laughs> not even just, just, just going, right, let's just start... Start you can see it from the footage. They were just beating man up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that, so yeah, so that that massively sort of carried over. Whether that kind of spurred them, spurred them up, riled them up. There, there was a little bit of afters in in Manchester, but uh, but not not to the same extent. But I think yeah, just um, yeah, massively massively kicks off. Yeah, and then going back to the second leg, I mean, United were four 0 up. By half time, it was it was a great performance. I remember Michael Carrick playing really well that game, yeah, I and um, I remember Alan Smith's goal quite well. I don't know why of all the goals because it, it wasn't the best one. I think Carrick's was probably the best. Um, the, I remember his goal quite clearly as well. I think it was because it was one of the first, like maybe first or second goal. Um, but yeah, it was a great performance by Man United. It was one of those ones you you have to kind of stand up and go. Yeah, you know what? Fair that, that's proper. Like. <laughs> yeah. even, even as a man that was supporting Roma that day, I had to stand up and be like, yeah, that was that was cold. Fair enough. Um, so they met each other again in the group the following year, 07-08. Yeah, so I think they, um, they Man United were dominant in that group. They finished top. They, they drew one game, which was away at Rome, in Rome, sorry. Uh, but they won the, the game at Old Trafford by, I think it was 1-0. Yeah, he scored. Uh, he's Wayne Rooney yeah, yeah. probably guess, yeah, guess <laughs> especially around them times <laughs> yeah. um, and then yeah like obviously they end up drawing each other in the quarter final Man United it's weird yeah it's a bit weird how that happens I think it's a bit unfortunate you don't really want to play a team that you've played in a group but I think if you're yeah. Man United and you've you, you've obviously got that clear superiority over that team yeah. you also do want them in again in the quarter final psychological edge yeah, I wonder how often that happens because it is a strange situation but um yeah, for both for both sides going into it, knowing you sort of played each other before, and you got to go ahead and just um, crack on with it, I guess. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think the the whole thing really with that well, that was kind of the coming of age of that Man United side. Like even looking from the previous season, after beating Roma, they obviously went they lost in the in the semis to AC Milan, who sort of outplayed them over the two legs. Kaka was really sort of on song through the high, whole time there. And then this this season in, in in 08 was when kind of your Roonies and Ronaldos sort of came and kind of this was their time to deliver. So I think they sort of it's like even you know they sort of kicked on even from the season before and really meant business this time around. Yeah, and Roma were probably a better side at this point as well. Um, but but the job was done in Rome really. I think two two goals from from Man United. Um, 
was this the game where Ronaldo scored that mad header? Yeah. I think yeah. E-Man on, on one of the pods spoke about that. 708. And, and I, I had to go and watch it again and I just thought... Insane. It's the way he was describing it, I thought he was just being biased. Shout nah, out to it's, it's, it's one of the but it's, like, it's an outrageous header. I, I, don't, I don't think I really deeped it at the time. When Scholes crosses it, he's not even in the shot. No, it's a weird cross as well because he like, it stays in the air, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a proper like, yeah, it's yeah. just hung in the air for yeah, so He comes long. in like a fucking superhero. Like if like he just yeah, that like it's one of the maddest things, just the athleticism to just be sprinting. Like the guy is sprinting full pelt and then just to leap like that, it's just mad. It's just mad. That's when I deeped it. Well yeah, I think I think that was one of the few moments I deep this guy's different. Yeah, and I remember even at the time, like because he goes down he, he was he was he was he's a at this point, he's like a winger, and people that wingers don't even score headers, no. so it's weird that he was notching headers anyway. Mm. Um, and I'm just talking run of the mill, like just just finish it off from a, from a few few yards out or get one from a corner. Mm. But then to just score a goal like that, and you just go, yeah, this 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 guy, yeah, he's yeah, just built different. different. He scored any type of goals, you know what I mean? Yeah, what a player. And then interestingly enough, all the goal scorers over the two legs because they won the second leg one nil was literally Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, and that was the front three. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it just it was perfect. And they went on to win the competition with that front three. Uh, beating Chelsea in the final. Why are you... Why are you, <laughs> why are you, why are you <laughs> I can't inform the that was an in, in, That was an school. innocent comment. <laughs> I'm an innocent bystander. <laughs> Living his life vicariously. Um, Living European glory vicariously. So... Hey, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> um, uh, on to the last game. So Arsenal play Villarreal in the Europa League semi-final this year. Arteta versus Emery. Predictions? <sighs> Fucking that's the blind bleeding the blind, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think it's going to be... Arteta's not... What, is Arteta blind when he, when he beat you man in the FA Cup final last year? Or could he see? I, I, could Arte- he see? Ar- I, think, I think Zuma was bl- blind. Arteta's washed. I think Zuma was blind. I think Zuma was blind the way the way Aubameyang did him. Uh, Zuma, Zuma would be blind when he's listening to the European anyways, Cup in the month. Anyways, be honest, who do you think is going to win? Over two legs, Arsenal Villarreal. I don't, I don't assume you know much about Villarreal, but... Uh, I, d- I don't know a great deal about Villarreal. I think... <laughs> I'm leaning towards... Villarreal doing a job on Arsenal because I don't think Arsenal have been that good in Europe this season. And I think they just played inferior opposition who they should be beating, agree. but they've beat them, but they should have beaten them more con- convincingly. Like the Slavia Prague game, yeah, you got through it in the end. Um, it was five one on aggregate. No, 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 no I know, but, the, but it, should, it shouldn't even, it shouldn't even have got to that point. The first, the first leg. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 I get that. And, and you, should, happen, you, should, you should have blown them away both legs. And uh, they've yeah, got fair enough. Emery, who they call in the Europa League, Zidane. That's what I was going to say. I, I just think, for whatever reason, this fucking shit manager seems to understand this shit competition. Do you know what I mean? So, he, he'll, I just I just think that, um, yeah, I think, I think my money's on Villarreal. But I, you said that on record. Say nothing. Yeah, I've said that. Yeah, what do you think, I'm, I'm back in Arsenal, but obviously, I, I, do you know what? I think, Funny enough, I, I I would have rather it was the other way around because I, I, we had Roma. No, as in I'd rather we had Villarreal at home first and then played them away second because okay. I think this season we've been way better away from home. Mm. I I don't know what, why that is or what that is, but um, and also because of the fact that if it goes the extra time, they've got more time to score an away goal. But um, no, I still fancy us to get through. Um, I think Arteta's found a nice solution to the Tierney problem yeah. with him being out and. He's, I have to give him a lot of credit for that. Okay. And then on to Arsenal Real, 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 <laughs> Real. 
What's, what do they call it? What's that? Is it Yellow Submarine? Yellow Submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow submarine. <laughs> In fact, just, just before that, yeah, do you, know, do you know the last time that an Arsenal, an ex-Arsenal manager played against Arsenal? Oh, let me think. This, I might be able An to ex-Arsenal it. manager played against Arsenal. So, uh, Emery. Well, not played, but managed against Arsenal. Emery Wenger. It's like George Graham. Chris Rico, George Graham. Yeah, it's George Graham. It was, uh, what, what club was it? Obviously, obviously foreign. Spurs. Chelsea. Spurs, Spurs, yeah. yeah. Spurs. Spurs also. And it was December 2000, a 1-1 draw. (laughs) That was the the last time. So imagine, that's quite a long time ago. That's ages, yeah. You lot have probably come up against your ex-managers like every year. It's quarterly, (laughs) mate. It's quarterly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a 1-1 draw. And um, Graham was fired like just before that FA Cup semi-final in 2001, where Glenn Hoddle's first game was was that game I think I spoke about it in the last pod because that was Campbell's last game for Spurs as well yeah but yeah okay so the yeah submarine. Arsenal the Yellow Submarines so we first met them in the noughties in a very very important game in 2006 the Champions League semi-final yeah it was weird because um, Arsenal were having a horrendous season domestically mm. but for some reason like, we had some mad defensive solidity and, and this is on the backdrop being that Ashley Cole missed a lot of that season through injury. Sol Campbell missed that uh, a lot of that season through injury. We're playing Flamini at left back. We're it? playing. <laughs> we, I think we had about nine different left backs that season. Lauren played there. Clichy played there. Cole played there. Obviously, I can't go through all the names, but yeah. And and um, so having Flamini at left back for most of it. So Senderos was playing centre back for a lot of it. It was only really Torre that was the mainstay. Torre and Ibue that were the mainstays at at the back. Um, yeah. And even then, Lauren was still technically our first choice. And yeah, in, in Europe, we hadn't conceded a goal since conceding one against Ajax in the second group game. Um, yeah. And it's a record that still stands. Yeah, it's a record today. that still stands, after, especially after City conceded recently because City were, were, they, got were they were getting there, yeah, weren't yeah. they? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a good performance in the first leg. I remember like, after the game being a bit annoyed, really, that it was only 1-0. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Colo Torre scored the only goal of the game. Yeah. And I remember it was quite famous because there was a squirrel ran onto the Highbury pitch as well. And, and you always just think, like, how the hell did that happen? Like, where did that squirrel come from? Do you know what I was thinking? This might sound a bit mad, yeah? But like, that's, that squirrel's just gone back to him, his squirrel mates, his squirrel wife, his squirrel well, kids. I just saw it's really scary. <laughs> he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't, yeah, he, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know what he's done. Yeah, yeah, or no one's believing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just he's lived out his squirrel life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know even like there's Twitter accounts like the Highbury Squirrel? <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah there's the Highbury, the Anfield Cat, and, all this <laughs> and then there was actually this could be a mad moment as well later on when um when the Blackburn fans put the chicken on the pitch, oh, the, the Benkey's yeah, chicken, yeah, yeah, and then there's that yeah. there's that picture of Yakubu moving <laughs> like, moving this chicken out of the goalpost. <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. Um, so yeah, so we we play Villarreal in that first leg at home at Highbury um, get the one year world courtesy of a colatory goal and then as you said I felt similar to you I remember at the time thinking one nil it's not it's one nil but it's going to be it's going to be struggle going there away from home and there was nothing really to convince us that we're going to do particularly well when we, I know we could look at Europe and say we hadn't conceded but our domestic form was, was pretty woeful and we, we might have, we were still we were fifth probably at that point fifth, yeah I sixth. think we were fifth yeah yeah probably. yeah because we really over talked on the last day. Um, so we're going to the second leg. I remember watching this. and I, The second leg? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just, it was so cagey. I think 1-0 was such a it weird score. Because no, because for Arsenal, 
you're obviously you're winning the tie. So you're so you're and and especially as you've got to that point in the competition for like the first you're, time, you're defensive. Ever. So yeah, yeah, mm. you, it's kind of uncharted territory, and you've got there by your defensive solidity. Yeah, so you're not thinking right. Let's go out and blow this team away. For Villarreal, they know they've got a score, but equally, if they go two gung ho and then you get an away goal, they've then got to get That's three. Over, yeah. So it was just a really strange game where kind of tactically neither team knew whether to go for it almost hoping that the other team will come to them and then they, they could go and pick them off on the counter-attack and it was yeah it was a really strange and, th- and there's so many technically good players on the pitch for both sides yeah. it was a really scrappy sort of shit game and like I, I, that's, I, I, I just don't like the away goals rule do you, know, do you know what though interestingly enough I don't really remember it like that I remember it via Real really going for us and maybe that's just so, me as an Arsenal fan being nervy and I think like, towards whatnot. the end Oh, but yeah, but, but right. at, at the start, and obviously, you, you know, your memories are selective at the end when you're holding yeah. on, holding on. But true. first half, definitely, probably even for the first hour or so, you know, it, it was cagey. And then at the end, Villarreal going, right, well, it's now or never. Then then it, then it comes out and they, they start going for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, what's your memories of that last sort of... I don't, you know, I don't actually remember too much of it. No, I, remember, I, I, I just remember shitting myself. I remember, yeah, I remember the feeling. Yeah. I remember Raquel me having like, <laughs> I remember every Raquel me free kick. Being like, oh, like, Bro, where could this go? Honestly, yeah, because like, I think everyone was a big Raquel May fan at the time. Like, Raquel May was just one of those players that everybody loved, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I just remember thinking, this guy, he doesn't lose the ball. Yeah. Like, I, and I remember thinking that in the first leg. So when the second leg came and they were dominating the game and Raquel May was just ticking, making things tick, and they got Forlan up front as well, who obviously has, pep, like, we've, we'd seen him in the Prem, so we know what he's all about. And obviously people can say that he was a flop, this, that, and the other, but he was still a great striker. Yeah, I remember just being like, "Damn, this, this!" Like, I, I was just so nervous just throughout most of that second half, and uh, it, that, it was it was a very difficult game. And that nervousness um, probably increased exponentially when they were awarded a penalty in the ninetieth um, minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking. I always think it's Campbell, but then it was cliche in it. It was cliche, but so clumsy. It, I know it's it, soft. It was soft. It was, it was very so, soft. very soft. Yeah, yeah, but it was still clumsy. And it annoys me because he conceded that penalty against Birmingham. <laughs> which yeah, I know, exactly. Which, again, was not a penalty. Which, again, wasn't a penalty. It was still, like, Very sloppy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cliche. But um, I knew he was going to miss. <laughs> I remember I knew he was going to miss. Did you? Yeah, I did, I yeah. Didn't really. I, I didn't know. Did, I, I, like, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I remember he took so long over it. I remember yeah, how he long it took. Ages. He took so long. And normally when you see that, it's because either the keeper's delaying it mm. or because the ref's talking to somebody or whatever. But Raquel May took so long and it's almost like he was second guessing himself. Mm. And I don't know if like the Arsenal record that was that was in his head that they hadn't conceded. Mm. But for somebody who's such a baller, mm. you expect such composure from. It's poor pen as well. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a really tame pen. pen. It's almost like he just kind of lack of conviction. It was, it was a I nerve said, aim for the corners. Yeah, aim for the corners. I agree, aim for the corners. <laughs> I agree, aim for the corners. <laughs> I think he tried to aim for the corners. He just he didn't just get there. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a good save by Jens Lehmann and, and it just kind of added to, to Lehmann's legend. Like, we'll always remember him for that. Like, that Big save. Because if we're being realistic... For at least two weeks until he got himself sent off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh at that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, still conceded oh, no goals. True. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> you still didn't concede no goals. But yeah, anyway... Um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. But yeah, no, he obviously, he's... I th- yeah, I was going to say, if they scored that, I think we would have gone out. Yeah, home, being away from home, is, it's, it's not what you said about this season. Um, if it goes into extra time and you're there with all their fans, uh, it's a, I think it's a big psychological like hit 
as well to concede like a late yeah, goal in like in that. the last minute yeah yeah, yeah it would it's have been the tough. psychology of the whole thing and also they were just on top it yeah just, it would have been peak. but obviously that didn't happen and we reached the final um but moving on from that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played Villarreal again in the northeast didn't we um in the champions league quarter final in 2009 yeah so um it's enough this was second this was, this would have been this second time we reached the european semi wasn't it yeah, oh, actually, no, can we just can we just go back? Because one one thing I was going to just say about um, that Champions League campaign with Arsenal was that I didn't I, I kind of remember at the time, but I kind of reminded myself of it how much talk there was about Henri leaving and going to Barca. I've completely forgot about this because that was that was huge. That Do, was that was huge. Are you going to mention the shirt thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I mentioned yeah, this I, on the pod before. Yeah, but that fan. Yeah. So it was at half time. Yeah, I think I think before we, Henri kicked off for the second half. Bear in mind that Barca are still in the competition. Arsenal are potentially Barcelona's biggest threat. You've got, you've got a Barcelona fan running on the pitch and trying to put a, a, a Barcelona shirt on Thierry Henry. It was just so huge. And obviously you, you get like transfer speculation in the summer and all that and a little bit rumbling before. But there was so much talk about Henry leaving when he's potentially on the crux of like so much unprecedented stuff for Arsenal. It was just, that was, that was massive. And a, and, a, and a huge thing that was like right there and prominent during the game. Agreed, agreed. I don't think it was. I think it was a Villarreal um, at Villarreal. It wasn't at Highbury. It was at Villarreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in that second leg, wasn't it? And I don't think it was actually a Barca fan. I think it was actually like this prankster that was like run on the pitch quite a few times. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that. Yeah, it's just an interesting point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on to oh eight oh nine where we played Villarreal. Yeah, I remember. I remember that first leg. Um, and, and Marcos Senna scoring an absolute screamer. Was Senna a great, was a baller. It was a great Sports goal. I, I, I think it was Almunia in goal. It probably was Almunia in goal, considering yeah. he, he couldn't save it. But yeah, he <laughs> he probably should have saved it. But it was a great, it was still a great goal. I enjoyed um, I enjoyed watching Senna play, to be honest. He was like the, the deep lying sort of playmaker in, in the Villarreal side. And I think uh, he, he played for Spain as well. It was subject to some sort of some racial abuse at times which was which was difficult for him but he's a good player yeah but you know when when Arsenal had Fabregas and Adebayor in form Adebayor who who the previous season scored 30 goals in all competitions he didn't quite get near it ridiculous the following season. goals as well some of the goals he scored that year but he scored important goals in that 2009 campaign and um, that was one of them where Fabregas played a ball over the top the camera hadn't even like Pan it was yet. one of them goals the camera hadn't even panned to the situation because I think there was something else they were showing a replay about something else Adebayor just chests it and then like um, bicycle kicks it into the back of the net and it was just it was great. I was buzzing after that to be honest just the nature of the goal and I just thought, yeah, if we, we take it to Highbury, we're definitely going to win because of some of the performances that we put in it at, it's not Highbury, Emirates. sorry, the Emirates, um, that we'd put in over the previous few years in at, at the Emirates. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. We go on to win that tie. And oh, that's the year we played United in the in the semi. Should that yeah. Arsenal team have done more, do you think? That no, not that one, not that one. The year before was because that was when we had Flamini, Haleb, and we, we basically disintegrated our midfield. Rosicki got injured. Oh, okay. Heleb you, left. Flamini. Um, you did, but you mean around yeah around that period? I mean around that generally. It's tough. To, I think I think we got ourselves into a position, particularly when we look at 07-08, where I think we should have won the league. And although we finished third, we, we, we 
the difference between us and first was four points, which is like insane for like that's that's a free horse. I don't think we've had a free horse title challenge since then. And we were top and fairly comfortable until about until the Eduardo game, until the Gallas breakdown. Yeah. And that's where Cleese you can see the penalty in the last minute. It's, I'm um, not exactly it, it's strange that team never won anything. Like like to, to Agree. To, agree to do yeah. that. But and, winning in Europe, I think it's a different kettle of fish. No, and no, I'm, we've I'm spoken not saying, about I'm how not strong saying, England I'm not saying were. Just Europe, I'm, I, saying, I'm saying to not to not win any. Yeah, I, not I any personally agree. think though, if we could avoid English teams, because that's what I used to always say, if we can avoid English teams, we can win this competition because even if you look at how we played in that second leg against Villarreal yeah some of the football was amazing do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah Fabregas yeah. the first goal Fabregas with a mad flick into Walcott Walcott dinked it over the keeper and it's just like we're playing extraterrestrial football like but by and large we did avoid English teams up until about the I know it was, there was the Liverpool beat us um after the Walcott previous year, goal yeah. Anfield yeah Obviously, yeah. United in the, in this year. It's we're not like about you've the just semis. you've drawn them at unfortunate times. Chelsea you, in the quarters. You, you've got overall. you've got English teams because they that's who was left because they were performing well. I, well, I think ultimately that what happened was the, the English teams that were stronger than us tended to beat beat us. Apart from that Liverpool game, I'd say I, I think we we lost. Apart, well, obviously, we lost to you in 04. We lost to United on nine. I can't remember. We knocked us out the other years. Oh wait, it was Liverpool. Oh wait, it was Liverpool. That that was that was one I think we should have actually won. Well, we definitely should have won. That. Yeah, we were better 100%. than them. We were yeah. better than them, definitely. But whether or not we were stronger than United and Chelsea, who who ended up in the final, I, I doubt that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a strange. That and, that. And, and to be honest, I think we probably would have lost to in '09. We would have lost to Barcelona. I, I don't think we oh, had yeah. the defensive. <laughs> you know, we didn't have the defensive now to really get through through uh, um, ninety minutes against that side. But, but I was, I was, your back four for that game was. Or back five: Fabianski, Abue, Torre, Silvestra, and Gibbs. Yeah, that, you look at that yeah. compared to we say we're saying these. You know, a few seasons earlier, ten games, no goals conceded. Even the season before, I mean, Clichy, um was really good. Two thousand and eight. Um, who who else was that? Galas, Torre, and uh, Sanya. Yeah, that's that's a proper that's a, that's a good defense, isn't it? So. Um, we just fell off very quickly. Um, but some of it was injury related, but there was other factors as well, players leaving and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So that kind of wraps up this episode. So collectively, we predict that, or you two predict that, or actually no, collectively, we predict that PSG will beat City. Did you two go for City, actually? I went, I went no, for I City. Went, I went PSG. Okay, so me and you go for PSG yeah. and then we both think that, um, what about Chelsea Real Madrid? We didn't actually do a prediction. I think... I don't, I'm so biased, up, but I'm, I'm Real Madrid is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll go Real Madrid just because of the recent history, but I think, and because Tuch- they're in Tuch- good Tuch- will be difficult to be. He sets your side up well. I'll give it, him it'll that. be close. It'll, it'll be fine margins, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think Real Madrid. And you talked about strikers with City. I don't, you, up, you guys up front just aren't, don't, you don't scare anyone. Yeah. We've got to wrap <laughs> that, up quick. That, that's, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest concern. I think, I, th- I think he's got a back Giroud, honestly. I think Giroud is the man. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I'm I, you. I think three three games. Mm. I think I think he's got to be backed. Yeah, and then we're both back in. What's going to look like an Arsenal United Europa League final? So for all we know, we could have two European finals with four English clubs. We could do. Could do. Just like 2019. Like 2019 blue, again. blue versus blue and red <laughs> versus red. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go, champ. All right, safe for listening, G's. Catch you on soon. All of that gang, gang, gang. Follow the Insta, follow the Twitter. Any, any lasting comments? Stay naughty. Stay naughty, baby. Stay naughty. Safe. Peace.